0: Dan, welcome to episode 7 of One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980. This is covering minute 7 of 1980's Zombie Lake and 1980's Burial Ground. We're starting this time with Zombie Lake, as you might have guessed from that music. When we left the lake, that lovely naked gal was being attacked by a green, crusty Nazi zombie. Let's listen in. And try not to break any glasses this time. Yeah. Just bring me the bottle I won't break no glass. The girl's not back yet, is she? Don't worry, she probably met some young stud. Well, didn't she say where the fuck she was going? She left her bag here. Hey, people talking. Aren't they fun? Here's what I'm gonna I'm not gonna do this for the whole thing, but I wanna do this right here and maybe some other spots. I've got the English dub on the Blu-ray and I have the English subtitles. The English subtitles are matching up to the French dub. So I'm I we can we can wander into this occasion and just see how different the the dubbers make the movie than it's actually supposed to be. Because one of the Joys with Zombie Lake, as I said before, is it has one of those Well, Burial Ground has it for your height only, and there are several other uh, movies from this time period that just have these goofy, goofy dub soundtracks. It's that same batch of folks that we absolutely love who do all these things, and it seems like some movies they care about, and some movies they don't. I don't know if... I really don't know the criteria, whether it was like they... you know, maybe like the director or producer was there, and like... Don't screw with this. And like, okay, we won't. And they try to do the best they can. But here, right off the bat, I mean, the first line the woman delivers, what what is it here? Try not to break too many glasses or whatever. Here it is. Here she is. There she is. And it's... Uh, try not to... And try not to break any glasses this time. But she's actually saying in French, I haven't had this many people in a long time. There are six guys there. All of them are very... French looking I particularly like the guy who doesn't speak at the table there are three guys at the table there's the young stud guy who's this old creepy looking guy then there's the guy who has that great line at the end who has a pipe and a great comb over and looks very mm, yes I'm really considering this but next to them is a guy who looks nuts I, I don't know what he's meant to be but I, ju- I just love his look he's got he's he's got you know 1980s French French screwball. On his and his hair and his clothes and his everything, I really like him. But yeah, that's the waitress there who seems to be a little more demure in the French version uh, than she is in in this version. Uh, but let's let's go back to the first twenty or so seconds of the minute. Yes, and apparently, I guess the lovely lady is killed by the zombie. It's a bit tough to tell because at the she he just keeps trying to drag her down and drag her down. She keeps going up and drag her down. Keeps going up, and drag her down, and then the last shot of the minute or the or that that scene seems to be the two of them going up for air and it looks like she almost sort of like gets on above the surface of of the water but then the camera suddenly pans down and at the bottom of wherever they are are some lily pads so yeah so it's grabbing the gal a few times and and it's it's interesting more so than in the other moments if you look Above them, you can see what look like lights. You can see at one point it looks like there. There's a brief moment where it looks like there's at least one person looking down at them. Maybe more. I. It was when I watched this the first time. I was like, "Is that several people looking at them?" Then I watched it a second time. I was like, "Is that one person?" It looks like it looks like there are people looking down at them from the edge of Daniel White's pool. Hey, maybe it's Daniel White. Boy, I do like when Nazi zombies grab naked ladies. <sighs> And he's the, the thing with Daniel White is he isn't any part of that equation. He's not a lady. When he gets naked, try as he might, he's not a lady, and he's not a Nazi, and he's not a zombie. So he's like, this is so outside of the realm of what I can be day to day. This is not something I can be that it's just thrilling to watch. And as I said, it doesn't actually end with her. Sort of, I mean, it's kind of a grabby pervy zombie. I mean, how many, how many grabs will kill you? I guess. I, I guess he's trying to drown her, but it looks like she's getting all the air she needs. So, presumably, she's dead. I. It just feels very Eurocyni to me. Like it's, can we get him to pull her down and make it look like she's drowning? No. Okay, just cut here. Okay, cut. And. Yeah, and so so we go to this little, like, um, uh, uh, restaurant-y type thing, and there's a a couple of, uh, um, on a patio, there are a couple of tables, and three guys at a uh, table, and a a blonde waitress uh, is... um, who who is not the French version of Julie McCoy, your cruise director? I don't care what you think about that. She is not that gal, uh, but she's she's distributing the, the drinks, and then she goes kind of up some steps to an over overhung overhanging over place right up against the like it was an overhang, and and there's three guys, the three guys I just mentioned, they're sitting there. We have that great don't break any glasses, and I just wanna, I just want to. Because I find it amusing. So we got the woman and she says the thing about breaking glasses. And then it cuts to this guy. This kind of... The French Lee Van Cleef. The anti-Van Cleef. Van Cleefage. I don't know what you'd call him. But the French... He has a a voice like this. uh, But... And he's saying, here, let me offer you a drink while you wait. To presumably the guy with the pipe. But they have him dubbed saying... Just bring me the bottle, and I won't break no glass. And I love that because it's it's a, bring the bottle, and I won't break no glass. Don't give me no sass, or I will kick your ass. That's a Doctor Black and Mister Hyde variation. Don't give him no sass, or he'll kick your ass. And the the girl's not back yet, is she? And I love the just this this gross guy. He's, he's probably met some young stud. Ew! It's it's like we went from this lovely lady swimming, and you know you could enjoy every inch of her if you choose. If you choose. If you choose not to, I understand completely. If if you're more the beard than the broad, then the beard ran out already. Maybe you'll get something exciting in burial ground this minute. But yeah, the the yeah you get this guy with this sort of ratty face. There's a young stud, and then it pans over. I love it because it pans over to this guy. Uh, with the the pipe and he's got the pipe and a great mustache and a great comb over and he has a maybe it's a maybe it's a hairpiece it could be a hairpiece it's different different color from the sideburns there but he has a lovely great moment where he kind of um, uh, nods his head and he's considering whatever it is the guy said about the young stud and and this is great here I mean the um, didn't she say where she was going she left her bag here is what he says in French. That ain't what he says in English. <laughs> I love it. didn't she say where the F she was going? She left it. I love I love that because if I remember correctly, I generally watch this with the English dub. I know that's not the right way to go. You should be watching it with the French dub. Uh, I, I think I think because you want to give the film the benefit of the doubt, and watching it uh, uh, through a dub where the people are clearly goofing on it is fun. But is I mean, who I, I guess at the end of the day, but but isn't quite what the film should be. Um, it's supposed to be. Um, it's not how it was originally shot. I guess. Is the best way to say it. This doesn't. I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out as we go through here. But this isn't quite like a like one of the uh, an Italian film where, you know, David Warbeck's speaking English and someone else is speaking Italian and someone else is speaking Spanish and there's no proper dub. You know, the Italian dub looks as crazy to the lips as as the English dub. But this one, I mean, I'm thinking it's it's J.R. making it. Eurocine is mostly French. So I'm guessing everyone is speaking French, and this is supposed to be French. So listening to it in for Fran- Fran- French, listening to it in French, is the way it's supposed to be listened to. But boy, the dub here is so great. And the thing about it is this: the the way you see this guy with his pipe and his big mustache and nodding his head very con sort of considering what's been said and then turning to the waitress didn't she say where she was going she left her bag here but instead it didn't she say what the f she was going she left the bag here i love it because i think when i first watched this with the french dub it it i didn't what wh- what happened when I, I think when i got did i have the DVD of this. I th- I'm gonna say, I think when I got this Blu-ray, I just put the subtitles on, just for fun. Sometimes I just like to have the subtitles on. And I had them on, and after a few lines you realize the disparity that, that you're, you, you you know, the subtitles are to another other words than what you're hearing on the screen. But it was so great because he, he looks like he should be maybe a smart Frenchman, but he ends up just sounding like a dope throughout the movie. And and I, I like it so much. I like it so much. So we're going to um we're gonna see how this continues and we're gonna see maybe we'll see her bag. She had two bags, I guess, then. Oh, another thing, and then we'll hop to burial ground because I've been talking too much here. Is that uh the great Gorblimey who has been listening, how you doing, GB? Uh, pointed out in the shot in minute two, minute three, whatever it is, where the gal's in the gazebo, she's nude, she reaches in her bag, she pulls out the clothes and kind of does she looks around a bit, doesn't see anyone, and goes, eh, and then decides to go nude. If you look in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, and you have to, uh, I don't know if it'll work on the VHS, if it's if it's if pan and scanned or, or cropped out of the frame, but when you're watching at 166, I believe it's 166, look in the bottom left-hand corner, and you will see a guy. He will appear like in one of the squares of the gazebo, and then in the next square, the left of that in the gazebo, just kind of looking around i would call him a not very observant guy Mm. okay burial ground we are where were we i forget where we were we are approaching this big house ruin fortress whatever the heck it is three vehicles jazzy music let's go George, darling, why doesn't anyone answer? I'm surprised. I mean, you told me you'd hired a whole new staff. Didn't you think to use the telephone and let them know we were coming? And dearest, you know I loathe the damn things. I've never had one installed in this house where I'm supposed to relax. And you will, darling. I mean it. You wait and see. <laughs> voila. Well, we go from the credits ending in the previous minute to about one minute of watching a dopey-looking guy with an ascot waiting for a gate to open. And yes, when you look at that gate, all I can when I look at the gate, when you look at that gate too, when we look at that gate, all I can think is these are like these are ruins, aren't they? (laughs) Isn't it? I mean, even the even the house in the background just looks awful. Bless you, George. Sorry, there's my my dog. He enjoys uh, burial ground. Have some orange. Uh, Even the house in the background looks yeah like it's decaying and falling apart. And there's the mention of there being no telephone there. Oh boy, that's all we need. And I I like that that they're 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 willing to go to a spot with no telephone. I guess it was 1980. You do that kind of thing. I'd love to do that kind of thing now. But yeah, yeah, the minute is basically a car pulls up to these decrepit old gates, a slightly goofy looking gentleman uh gets out of the vehicle and um and oh boy, I I got it on right now. Yeah, and he's got uh I guess he's a dapper gentleman. He looks just a little goofy to me. I'm looking at him right here. He looks a little goofy and that, that villa or whatever that is in the background. You know what that looks like? That looks like the um the deserted uh building from Deep Red uh the one that david hemming's crawls along the ledge and everything and finds the um uh the 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 painting or the m- m- mural or whatever the heck it is behind the wall that's what it looks like to me it looks and even like oh it looks a mess that can't be where they're going i think i saw more more buildings right in there that just looks um I don't, I don't know. So, but, but yeah, so you get this goofy looking guy with with the ascot and, and he's, his wife is, um, is, uh, Mary, Angela, Mary Angela Giordano, um, who was in lots of great stuff. She was in Patrick Still Lives. She was in, uh, Malabemba. She was in Giallo Avenizia and others. Oh, she was in Colossus and the Amazon Queen. Oh, fun. Yeah, of course. Obviously, she'd be perfect for um, some Pepla. Yeah, but she, she's gorgeous. I, I, I really like her. And she seems to end up in more than one movie um, getting um, killed in ways that are gross Um, I, I don't know which is worse the way she dies in this one the way she dies in Giallo and Venezia or the way she dies in Patrick Still eh, Patrick Still Lives yeah I think that's probably because Patrick Still Lives is just one of those scenes where you watch it and you go oh they're not going to do that and then you're, they're doing that. You're going, are they really doing that? And you're looking around the room like, is anyone else here seeing this? And, of course, when I watched it, it was just me and my cat Lobo in the room. And Lobo does not like Italian horror. She's a Spanish horror fan. She's more a Paul Nasci fan. She was. Rest in peace. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think Giallo, I mean, in this film, she gets off relatively lightly compared to what's, what happens to her in Giallo a Venezia and and that, that yeah, Patrick Still Lives is nuts why isn't that on a blue? It's weird like Giallo in Venezia which along with Patrick Still Lives never got as far as I know um, American uh, releases or English Amer- uh, English language releases uh, um, but you would think those would be out, but she's there, and she's very. To me, she's very Italian. She's very. She's buxom. She's. She's got it going on here, there, and all over the place, and she's lovely. And I'm. You know, I'm. I've got. I've got the. Again as with zombie lake i've got the uh, the 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 subtitles uh, which match up to the italian dub and then i'm listening to it in english and there's not much much difference there you know some difference with like um you know didn't you think to you got all new staff didn't you think to call them on the telephone in english but in uh, italian she's saying something like are the staff all asleep uh, you know or something like that didn't you think to contact them or whatever but it's it it's not too different i think the um the voice of the um the the woman dubbing her is uh, is maybe a bit too sort of chirpy chirpy cheep cheep, cheep kind of chirrupy. i don't i don't know it's 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 doesn't seem to quite match her but it's okay and that guy's voice seems to match him just fine mr um, ascot getting in the car and driving away i had i, I was playing a game with my wife last year it was ascot scart or cravat crav cravat, cravat, cravat? and uh i think he's got an ascot i think he has an ascot and so yeah i guess i guess what we're doing in this minute is i'm I'm doing everything i can to avoid the bark in the room or the bark in the car and that is behind her the wife is this strange little guy with um it looks like a, he's got like a red sweatshirt and a white sweater on over that. I guess he looks pretty sharp and, and dark hair. And he has a look on his face like he, is, he has been touched by an angel. I don't quite know what I mean by that, but I think I know what I mean. And I think you might know what I mean, too. We're going to talk about him more when he actually speaks. So... um we can bring him into the movie more, but just just imagine he's like something hidden in the background, you know. Like he's like you're you're watching the foreground, and then suddenly something goes by in the background. You're like, oh, what's that? Oh my gosh! Because he is going to excite everyone. So yeah, this this uh, yeah, it's th- this was a minute of of three people and and several people in two other cars waiting for a gate to open. I do like the fact that why well, I mean we're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, this there I I. Don't know if the servants can see the cars pulling up. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But I imagine the house is pretty big and I imagine the servants if they're all, they're all new staff are either acclimating themselves to the house or, or or cleaning stuff up. I love the fact that he goes up and he hits the buzzer and within seven seconds, what? Why is no one answering? Uh, because it's a freaking huge house. Give him a minute. No, I can't get mad at her. I like her. I can get mad at that crazy ass thing in the seat behind her but I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to say thank you for listening to episode 7 and listen